Welcome to the Experience Oriented Fitness Podcast, where we explore how our experiences can be a powerful source of insight into how we create fitness results that last a lifetime. I'm your host, Coach Caleb, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about vacation and how I would coach a client through vacation and managing that as they pursue their fitness goals. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Experience Oriented Fitness Podcast. It feels like this thing is gaining steam. I've been recording all week, but here we are with a new solo episode, and this one's about vacation. So I'm going to talk to you about how I handle vacations with clients so that you can kind of view this as like if you were getting a check-in response from me after asking, hey, I'm going on vacation, how do I stay with my goals? And I think the first thing, and this may be, uh, you know, I may be alone in this from the experience-oriented fitness perspective, but the number one thing about vacations with my clients is that we are going to vacation. Like this isn't going to be something where it's like, oh, you're going on vacation? Well, this is how you're gonna track your food. This is how you're gonna make sure that you're still hitting your goals. Because to me, the point of vacation is not to progress towards your fitness goals. The point of vacation is to have a vacation. And in today's day and age, at least from my from where I'm sitting, I don't have any clients who are just kind of like, eh, whatever, I don't really need this vacation. Like people are looking forward to vacation. People need vacation. It is supposed to be a breaking up of the regular routine and not worrying about these things. And, you know, I think that if you, it's been said all over the internet and in the fitness industry for a while. But if you are really doing this thing, let's say 52 weeks a year, and you're going to take two weeks of vacation, okay? Um, and you know, some people will do more and I am going to go through strategies to mitigate um, the perception of, you know, blowing out on vacation. But the thing is, um, if you are going to vacation for two weeks a year, and let's say you just like don't pay attention to your vacation goals. Let's say that this is like the least fitness oriented vacation ever. You're just going to an all-inclusive and you're gonna hang out on the beach and drink. If you are doing what you want to do and what you have set out to do with respect to fitness for 50 out of 52 weeks in the year, those two weeks do not matter. I do not care how much someone sells you the idea that they do, they don't. Because if they do matter, then those other 50 weeks are probably not being done very well. And that's from the perspective, like meaning the coaching of those 52 weeks. So anyway, just uh, just throwing that out there. But it's like, I know you, dear listener, work very hard. I know that you are not, you know, sitting there being like, my life feels like a vacation. I can't wait till I get to work. And if you do, oh, that is unfortunate. But, you know, to each their own. But with the people that I deal with, they are chomping at the bit for vacation. And what I see often in the fitness industry is like, here's how you count your food during vacation. Vacation, you need to be responsible. Here's how you do that. And it's just like on vacation, what you need to do is achieve the goal of the vacation, which is to have a good time to relax to de-stress and the thing is if we are stressing constantly about food are we really getting that done 
And then the other thing is many of you have families. If you are going on a vacation with your family and they're all wanting to eat ice cream, your kids are wanting to go for ice cream, your kids want to go to Bubba Gump Shrimp. We don't have that in Calgary. And (laughs) funny story, I made my wife go to Bubba Gump Shrimp. She was in on it though. She did agree um, when we went on our recent vacation and it was a horrible mistake. But regardless... If your kids want to go to Bubba Gump Shrimp, and you do too, you know, for like, it's not just like, well, you know, Bubba Gump's isn't going to cater to my fitness goal needs and my nutritional needs. Like, that is, that sucks. Don't do that. Don't. Don't. Like, we're human beings here. We're not machines. We're not robots. We're not meant to, you know vacation from work but not from the monotony of counting food so and like make no mistake counting food is not fun like we all do it because we have greater goals and you know but don't let anyone make you think that you need to do it on vacation but we're here for practical tips right so i can stop jibber jabbering about all this stuff and let's get into it you're going on vacation you want to balance not regressing too far on your goals but you also want to have some fun you want to party you want to have an awesome time on vacation and what i'm going to do is you know, we're going to set up a model here. So the assumptions behind this model, number one assumption is that you are going away for one week. Okay. So this can apply to a one week or less vacation. And of course, like this is not advice specific to you. Just try to pick out the principles and see if it works for you. If you go to apply it to your life, clients listening to this will know kind of the rules or what I'm getting at. And I'll explain why these things are here. Okay, but here are the rules of thumb for when you're going on a week long vacation. And again, just want to say if it's longer than a week, 10 days, 14 days, or like a month, we do probably want some strategies, right? And and being a little bit more cautious. But again, it's still a vacation, I still want my clients to enjoy their vacations. And to be quite honest, this has yet to to bite me in the ass. So if a coach is out there being like, a vacation will absolutely throw you off if you do this, it's like, hmm, I don't know. I haven't seen the evidence in my practice. But anyway, let's get into it. So you're on vacation. You, the first thing that you want to do, and this is with respect to food, okay? The first thing that we want to make sure is happening on vacation is that we stay hydrated, okay? If you are not drinking enough water, especially if you decide to drink alcohol, if you are not drinking enough water, you are going to experience all kinds of things that you don't want to experience. You may just feel tired and groggy. You may feel hungrier than normal. In fact, right now, I think that I could use some water because I am very close to taking a bite out of my hand. That's how hungry I am. And I still have to train, but I will drink water and be okay. But anyway, water can be very effective at helping us regulate our hunger cues. And the thing is, you're going to find with these vacation tips that the main goal is actually not to go hungry at all. We're not trying to save calories and play games. All of these strategies are so that you are feeling energetic, you are feeling full and satiated for as much time as possible, because it's not the people that are, you know, 
going to each meal and having a balanced meal, but still enjoying themselves, they're not going to run into trouble. It's the person who's like, I'm not going to eat breakfast or lunch because I would like to make room for dinner and just allow myself to have freedom. But the thing is, that simple, you know, maybe 1500 calorie dinner, quite a bit, quite a big dinner, even for the person that's eating all day, uh, that will turn into like a 5000 calorie dinner, because you know, you've had a lot to drink, maybe you've gone a little bit overboard on the bread at the table. Who else has experienced that? It's like you sit down, you're starving. This often happens after golf. Uh, You sit down, you're starving. You've got your water and you're like, oh, whatever. And then they bring the bread out and you just start going to town. And it's like, you know, often it's just me and my wife. And it's like, I'm going to eat four or five pieces of bread. Um, And so what we're trying to do is stop that from happening because not only are you going to eat four to five pieces of bread, but it's like, You've already ordered an appetizer and an entree and a dessert and drinks before you've even gotten into the bread. Like sometimes they bring you the bread after. And then what if you have a salad too? And it's just like it's adding up. And then maybe because you're giving yourself such a large spike in terms of blood sugar just from the quantity of food, then you're going to have to start dealing with the repercussions of that. And, you know, I'm not at all hinting at the insulin hypothesis, but there is some truth to it in the sense that it does make hunger more difficult to manage if you are starving yourself and then having a giant meal. Well, it wouldn't be a surprise if two hours later, you just felt like a little something sweet, right? So that's what kind of the gist of all of these things are. But number one, and this is so funny because the meandering nature of this podcast is already so reflective of my voice memo check-ins and my video check-ins for clients. Like I... And I even had a client the other day, um, shout out, you know who you are, and I know you're listening, um, a few weeks ago, actually, where she was like, apologize for the like rambling and total like spirally way of communication. But I feel like since you do that, it's okay. So shots fired, uh, she will pay, but <laughs> not actually. Anyway, so I'm rambling. And this is pretty normal, but water is huge. And one of the more practical tips that I like to give, because, you know, sometimes when you're traveling, it's hard to, like, find a place to fill up your water bottle. And then if you don't have a water bottle, you have to, like, buy a bunch of water. And that's kind of annoying. But here's just, like, a very tangible tip. You sit down for your meal. They're likely going to bring you water, right? And if they don't, ask for it. And then what I want you to do is before you eat any food, make sure that you've had that all of that water. It's probably going to be eight to 16 ounces, depending on how annoying they are with ice and how big the cups are, right? So you drink that eight to 16 ounces of water. That's not going to be enough water to mess with your digestion, especially when we consider if you're going to like a sit down restaurant, you're going to, if you just sit down, they bring you the water and you just give it, right? It's only eight to 16 ounces. You down that bad boy. It's not going to disrupt your digestion. It's not. It's not going to be, well, and if it does, it's not meaningful. So you do that, okay? And if you want a little bit of digestion stuff, I don't even know if this is true. You can squeeze some lime in it if it or lemon if it makes you feel better. Get those gastric juices flowing, but it doesn't matter. We're trying to hydrate here. We're trying to give your stomach some sensation that there is something coming, right? And it's going to help you to feel full. And then what I would advise is after you've had the water, making your ordering decision. And now we're into the next part. So 
when you're on vacation, maybe during your normal life, you never get appetizers, you never get dessert, you never do that stuff, right? It's like, you can absolutely do that. But what I want you to think about is, and this is again, something that I tell all of my clients, when we're on vacation, all of these tips that I'm giving you are optional. You do not need to follow them. Will they mitigate the so-called fallout from enjoying your vacation? Yeah, like if you follow these tips and you're eating more protein heavy, you're getting a little bit more vegetables and you're staying hydrated, you're probably going to come back closer to your goal or closer to where you were than if you are eating pizza and lasagna and like pastas and never drinking any water and and just drinking like cocktails all the time. It's just true. However, there is nothing wrong with doing that. It is okay. And the other thing is too, when you work in a more balanced approach in your life and you are you are working in alignment with your values and you're not being overly restrictive and you know you're following that kind of tenet of the environment that you can create results in is the environment that you can sustain results in. So you're you're working in a sustainable environment, you're going to feel less of a draw to have vacation focused on food blowouts and then what you can do is you can actually engage with it in a way where, yes, I still am gonna have an appetizer, I'm still gonna have a dessert, and hell, I'm gonna have a glass of wine too, but it's not as big of a deal because you know one bite might be enough. You get the experience and you don't feel like it's never going to come back because quite frankly, my clients every week can have a vacation level experience of a meal and they don't even get told any guidelines around it other than it's one meal. But anyway, uh, another digression, naturally, you're sitting down, you've had your water, that's helping, right? It's helping hydrate you if you're not already hydrated. It's helping you start to feel a little bit full and also tell your stomach that things are coming and you look at the menu and what I want you to do is, yeah, you're gonna maybe share an appetizer with your family or friends or your spouse, whatever, partner, you know, another person, I guess you could be solo and it's okay to, to have one too if you're doing a solo vacation, uh, feel free. Anyway, gravitate toward the entrees, right? Like the actual listing of entrees, not pizzas, not flatbreads, not burgers, because all of those foods aren't necessarily protein focused. And you might think that you could argue with me here. Burgers are protein focused, not when you consider the whole meal, right? You've got a quarter pound to a half pound of ground beef that is obviously going to have a, a good amount of fat because it's made to taste good. You're getting like 50, 50 grams of protein from that in a meal that might be 1,500 calories because of the fries. And then, of course, you're getting aioli or mayo. You're Canadian. I am, at least. And we do that, right? So you're not just dipping it in low-calorie ketchup. So anyway... Um, you stick to the entrees. Why? Because entree meals are based around meat. Think of an entree. Maybe you get like a chicken leg and it comes with rice or potatoes or something like that or even fries, right? And it comes with veggies usually or for instance like a steak. Steak usually comes, it's got the steak and then it's got maybe some mashed potatoes or something and then it's got some veggies, right? Or salmon with like rice or and veggies, things like that. Or maybe you get like a bowl type thing. Either way, we're focusing it around protein. And then the way you engage with this, so that was step two, right, is ordering off the entree menu or, and this is general, right, because it's like you can obviously take, like you can think for yourself. It's like, 
I have to stay off the entree menu. It's like, I really want the salad that has the option to add meat to it, but I must stay to the entrees. It's like, no, it's like the principle is that it's protein focused. If this is realistically protein focused, not like a burger and fries, then go for it, right? That's how we do it. So anyway, you're choosing protein focused. Let's say that you order a steak that comes with like roasted or steamed veggies and then a potato. The way that you address this and that you get after it is that you are going to try to eat your protein first, then your vegetables, then your, your, whoa, really big brain fart. Then your potatoes. Like I think I'm like, I'm so hungry. I'm like, oh, potatoes. Anyway, meat first or protein first, vegetables, and then potatoes. Now, before I go any further, this is not like a rote thing that ruins your meal. It's not like you cannot have a bite of veggies before you finish your steak, or you cannot have any potatoes with it. Because if you're like me and you're savage at the dinner table, you like to mix it all up. What the point is, and what we're trying to have happen is, we're trying to give you the best possible macro distribution so macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbs that you can have by just engaging with the meal freely. And so basically what it is, is it's like, if you eat the whole meal, we're trying to set you up for the best success based on the menu by choosing off the entrees, right? By choosing protein focused, because you're at least getting a slab of meat. Second is, if you don't finish the meal, we know that you are going to primarily, like, so let's say that you finish 90% of the meal. What should be left is a little bit of the starch, right? A little bit of the potato, maybe some of the rice. But what we want is we want you to have finished the meat because it's got protein, it's got fat. Those are going to have a little bit more of a thermic effect, but they're really just going to be satiating. Protein and fat, when they're combined, are very satiating. A steak makes you feel way more full than a Sour Patch Kid, okay? <laughs> or the equivalent amount of calories from said patch of kids. Wow. Um, whoa, this is gone. Quite. This is Hungry Caleb. This is uh, interesting. Anyway, this is why you shouldn't go hungry on your vacation, because I can't even think. So that's number one with the protein, right? And then the vegetables. Vegetables have that was where you were supposed to say fiber and water, right? Those are also satiating things, right? They are voluminous compared to the calories. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, if you don't finish the meal, one, we're likely gonna have more protein as compared to fat and carbs, right? We're, we're gonna get all of our protein no matter what. Two, we're gonna get as much fiber as we can relative to the other calories, right? And then the other thing is, you're going to still feel very satiated and energized and, and good from it, right? Whereas if you just constantly are eating pancakes 24 seven, you might not feel good, even though that remains an option for you. So that's how it goes, right? That's how we're trying to kind of manage macros without being restrictive. Cause it's like, yeah, you can still order like the spinach and artichoke dip and have some of that, right? And then like share it. Or if you're alone, eat it, like whatever, it's vacation. And then the thing is when you get to your entree, you're, in, you're exhibiting a bit more control. It's still freedom, but we're giving a light structure to it, right? And then, you know, it's still like you don't get to eat like a restaurant prepared steak with vegetables and a loaded baked potato every day at home. So you're still getting the novelty of vacation meals and then you can, you know, have your dessert. 
and, and have a few drinks if you want. And then what I would also advise is after your meal, have another glass of water, right? And you can drink as much water as you feel comfortable with that's not going to interrupt your digestion and make you feel poorly. But it's like, I would recommend, you know, and then you get 16 to 32 ounces of water over the course of maybe like a one to two hour dinner. That's pretty good, right? That might be a half to a third of your water intake for the day, maybe a quarter if you're a larger person and large and you, you're very active, right? So that's how you handle it. And you can apply that to breakfast, right? It's like, how do I choose off the entree menu at breakfast? It's like bacon and eggs. It doesn't have to be too novel. It's like, well, can I still have a pancake? Yes, just eat the bacon and eggs first because they're gonna be satiating. What about the veggies? Order a side of fruit. There are so many ways to do this lunch oh lunch is more sandwiches and stuff cool get a sandwich make sure that you're choosing one that's maybe a little higher protein maybe you eat it differently or maybe you don't maybe you just eat the sandwich and then if you have fries with it you eat whatever you feel you need to eat from that but what it's doing is it's again not sterilizing the environment not you know neutralizing these things but allowing you to live in the environment and guess what if you mess it all up and, and it just blows out and you try these, let's say you try these strategies and you still end up like you're like, yeah, I ate the steak and the veggies and the mashed potato and a pizza. And I also ate, you know, a whole thing of calamari myself and three pieces of cheesecake. It's like, cool, let's learn from that. Why was the situation such that that was the result, right? And then the other thing too is, we come back home and we get back right to the normal routine. Notice how I'm very much avoiding saying to get back on track, but that is the final tip here, okay? Is that when you get home from vacation, you just go right back into your routine because you didn't mess anything up. You didn't fall off the bandwagon. You didn't do anything where you should be feeling like I may as well throw in the towel at this point. No, 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 that did not occur. What you did, on the contrary, and I said this to a client very recently, and then within five days, she had all-time lows on her measurements, okay? You did not fail at all. In fact, you only failed on a vacation by enjoying yourself if you set, for some reason, the goal to progress towards your fitness results. But the news is, that's not a vacation. A vacation's goal is drastically different than getting in shape, okay? So when you go on a vacation and you have too much food, too much alcohol, God forbid, too much fun, you have succeeded tremendously at your vacation because you have lived in the moment and you have enjoyed yourself and you have cherished that experience so when you get home there is nothing to regret there's nothing to be like oh I wish that I had done this different it's more of get back onto the routine there's always something that signifies your routine maybe it's drinking a big glass of water first thing in the morning maybe it's going to the gym first thing in the morning or maybe it's going grocery shopping and making those choices to get yourself set for a good meal prep it could be anything but you need to take that first step into your routine and keep stepping into it then after that if there are things that you wish you had done differently and the way that you evaluate this is what was the like reward versus damage um, ratio? Basically, it's like 
maybe eating three pieces of cheesecake at every single meal didn't give you that much satisfaction. Maybe you found yourself feeling terrible and you were just eating because, right? And now you can say, you know, I think that I would prefer just to eat one piece of cheesecake and only once because like by the end, I was kind of sick of it. It's like, there you go. You've made an improvement for next time and you aren't even off track. So that's it. Final tip, which is a bonus tip. Okay, is just trying to be as active as you possibly can on vacation. That goes a long way. Walking places, getting up and moving, going swimming, um, you know, playing catch, little things like that, right? Like that you can do even if you're at a beach vacation or something like, or an all-inclusive. Like you don't just have to sit, you know, with drinks and pizza and not move, but you can, and you will not hear it from me if you do that. Um, and again you know, what's the goal of vacation? We're kind of unplugging. So, all right, that is the vacation kind of overview. So I'm going to give you a quick summary, very quick. One, the goal of vacation is to decompress, unwind, and have fun, right? You want to experience vacation for what it is. Number two, you want to stay hydrated the entire time. Number three, you do not want to go hungry, no skipping meals. When we are doing meals, this is kind of number four, we are protein focused and we try to choose meals off the entree menu if we choose to address it this way. You do not have to. Once you've chosen a meal, this is number five, off the entree menu, you attack it in this order, relatively speaking, kind of like all at once, but you're leaning toward protein first, vegetables second, starch last, okay? That's it. Then the final one, that's not it, six, sorry, the summary is that when you get home, you are back in routine, you have a clear delineation of when vacation has ended, and you do not like kind of go into vacation hangover mode, you just get back into what you know works for you and supports your health. All right, I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed and, and got a kick out of the meandering that it was. Um, but until next time, thank you for listening to the Experience Oriented Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and found it valuable, please share it with the people in your life that you think would benefit from this information. If you don't have anyone in mind, I encourage you to take a screenshot of the episode, throw it up on your favorite social media feed, and if that happens to be Instagram, tag me with the handle at Coach Caleb K. Lastly, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect. Send me a question about the episode or your favorite part of the episode via DM on Instagram at Coach Caleb K. Until next time. <laughs>